Welcome back to the Any Ball Jobs Podcast. Real quick, before we start off episode three, uh, I would like to talk about we're holding a showcase here at Truest Point, home of the High Point Rockers. We will be having, uh, we'll be hosting this event to put y'all in front of Indie Ball Jobs staff. Not only will this be in front of our staff members, this will be in front of uh, three Atlantic League teams as well, which right now there's not a lot of events going on, so this will be a great event to uh, come showcase yourself and your opportunity to get into professional baseball right now, uh, especially for you undrafted college seniors or like if it's been a couple years since you've been in college, you're thinking about getting back into it, come out to the park. Uh, it'll be held... What are the dates again? June 5th and 6th, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, it'll be held June 5th and 6th. Um, spots are limited, so sign up quick, get your spots. Um, on top of that, uh, on this podcast, uh, episode 3, we're going to have Colt Webb and Zachary Bridges. They're going to talk a little bit about their experience and what Indie Ball Job have, uh, has done for them. They attended the showcase back in February uh, down in Georgia. They showed out, did really well, um, presented themselves well, and they got a spring training invite to Charleston in the Atlantic League with the Charleston Dirty Birds. Did well during spring training, and both of them are with them. Both of them are with the uh, Charleston Dirty Birds right now, and just enjoy the podcast, listen to the experience. Hope y'all enjoy the podcast. All right, let's party. All right, welcome back to uh, Indie Ball Jobs Podcast. I'm going to let them introduce themselves to my right. Zachary Bridges. Colt Webb. And I guess I'm back. I'm Burke Gonzalez. And I am your host, Tyler Blum. Both of these guys play for uh, Charleston Dirty Birds. They are here in town. We're going to talk a little bit about their experience uh, in independent baseball, what it's kind of like being through spring training, kind of a little bit about their journeys to talk about themselves. So, Colt, if uh, you want to kind of get us started. Um, what is independent baseball? An opportunity to continue playing. I still have an opportunity to potentially get to affiliate through this. I mean, it's like a, a stepping stone, but also at the same time, something so great as like an opportunity. So Definitely now, let, let me ask you something, Mr. Webb. What's that? Do you ever think you would play independent baseball? Did you even know what independent baseball yeah, was? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I did didn't... you When did you learn about independent baseball? Because I know you're from North Carolina. Is that right? No. I, so I grew up in Virginia, but that's right. Yeah. I didn't know that. But um, you live in North Carolina. What part of yeah. Virginia? Northern Virginia, like Winchester. Oh, Nova guy. Yeah. That Winchester. Let, let's really just Nova. go off of that real quick. Yeah. Um, I went to High Point University, and Winchester was kind of the halfway mark from my drive. Actually, not not the halfway mark. I just felt like I was getting closer when I hit <laughs> Winchester, and I always remember driving down on 81. 81. Yep, driving down on 81 and hitting Winchester and just always saying with, like, a British accent, Winchester. <laughs> like, I made it, you know what I mean? I made it to the south, at least, you know south. what I mean? Uh, always stopped at that first exit on 81 where they had, like, there was, I don't know, like, eight different... Uh, fast food restaurant. I know exactly what you're talking Winchester. about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and we're talking about a long time ago. Actually, tomorrow is my 10-year anniversary of graduating from college. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, I mean, Winchester, I, I'll always remember those road trips, and I can't believe that now that's, we're talking about way over 10 years ago. Yeah. I used to make that trip when I was a freshman in 2009. That's I mean, where were both of you guys? Where were you guys in 2009? Uh, I mean, I was like 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> the Winchester. Did you ever go watch the Winchester Royals? Yeah, I played for them. Oh, you did play yeah, for them. Nice. Yeah. What year did you play for them? Uh, 20, 2018, 2019. I played for the Stanton Braves in 2019. Okay. So I might have played against you. We definitely played against each other. So, so Colt, where, where did you hear about independent baseball? When was the first time you heard about it? It had to have been in Charleston when Henrich went uh, my junior year. So I started learning about it then. Okay, so a little late bloomer yeah, a little as bit. a sense in, yep. into what independent baseball yeah. was. So you didn't grow up knowing about it at all? Not really. You never went to a game as a kid or no. anything like that? So you're still kind of learning it. Yeah, I am, definitely. Okay. I mean, we don't have independent baseball in Virginia. We don't have any teams like that. And that that's something that um, I definitely see because I grew up in, in the Northeast where independent baseball kind of thrives up there. Mm -hmm. And it's been up there since the 90s, since I was a kid. So a lot of kids down south, I guess, you know, you go to big league games or, or minor league affiliate games, and that's all you kind of know. You don't really know what independent baseball is. But in the Northeast, I mean, there's so much independent baseball. So I've, I've known it my whole life. Yeah. Uh, so being here is pretty special to me because I never thought – I thought – I mean, independent baseball to me was like going to watch a AAA baseball game. You know what I mean? And, and at a certain point in your career, especially for me, 
you kind of close that door as a player. Um, so this is kind of like my big leagues to be here. So it's, it is it is crazy to be here the way where I grew up. And then it's also awesome to watch you guys be in, be in it and, and thrive in it and perform and play and everything. So, I mean, let's talk about that for a second. The big leagues, like for you, like this is where a bunch of big leaguers are. Like, I mean, today you got to face a big leaguer for your first at-bat in good. independent baseball. Yeah. I mean, that's always exciting. Like, there's so much time. It was a really, really good time. <laughs> well, I, I mean, somebody just spoke here, but we don't even know who it is. So, I mean, why don't we introduce oh, yeah. yourself? Uh, I'm Zachary Bridges. Cool. Uh, from where? Where did you go to school? I mean, <laughs> so um, I'm Zachary Bridges. I'm from Four Oaks, North Carolina, a very small town. Uh, Four Oaks. Four Oaks. Yeah. I thought you were from Benson. No, I'm Benson. From Four Oaks. Benson is right down the road, but I'm from Four Oaks. So I'm a JUCO bandit. I went to Brunswick Community College my freshman year, and then transferred to UNCW in okay. 2018, and had four years there with COVID. And your brother, I know he's pretty big on the My brother Atlanta, is, huh? yeah, he's the heartthrob of America, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, he takes his shirt off, and the girls just go crazy for him, and that, even if he doesn't take his shirt off. Didn't you just get to play against him? I did. Uh, that was actually the first time I've ever played against him. Do you ever kind of say that you are your brother in, ter- in terms of uh, when you meet these girls out and about? No, but uh, I was at a wedding like two weeks ago or however long it was and a lot of people were like, are you Noah? Like, aren't you supposed to be? I'm like, I'm not Noah, I'm his brother, but uh appreciate it. My hair's just longer now. You said shorter hair. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I'll take it all day. All right, Zach, so what's what's independent baseball to you? I mean, independent baseball kind of gave you an opportunity. Yeah, you so, brother, right? yeah absolutely. Kind of to piggyback off Colt, it is an opportunity. Um, I had no idea about it until Joseph honestly started playing, uh, Joe Johnson. I knew he was in it. I knew he wasn't, you know, giving up on his dreams to, you know, keep playing. Uh, My story is a little different because I graduated in 2021 and I started working immediately at a mortgage office and hated it for like five months. And I started working at a moving company with my roommate every day for about a year and two months. And I was sitting on the truck one day and I was like, damn, uh, I really wish I was at baseball practice right now. And, you know, I was talking to my dad about it. And I was like, I kind of want to try it again. He was like, you know, we're going to support you, all that good stuff. And he actually found any ball jobs through Joe kind of deal. And I was like, I'm definitely down to try it. And you definitely have a new look on it. So, like, you know, I thought I was done. I thought I wanted to be done. But as soon as I stepped back on that field, I was like, this is where I know I need to be for at least a little bit longer. So it's pretty unique because you did go into the, the real world a little, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, that's awesome, man. I mean, what kind of – in terms of seeing what Joe Johnson was doing, and obviously he's, he's had a lot of success yeah. in independent baseball, um, what, what kind of things did you see from him in terms of his career and what, what he's done to kind of get you in that mindset of, like, I can, I can do that? So, like, I know Joseph had a great career at High Point as well. And, like, when he didn't get picked up, I was just kind of like, man, like, you know, it's probably age. You know, they think we're old and we're 23 years old. And, uh, you know, I saw him, and I didn't know anything about leagues, nothing like that. So I didn't know, like, the Atlantic League was, like, you know, top tier. It's pretty much the minor leagues. So, yeah, I mean, like, my first day of spring training, I think I caught two guys in the AAA, and I was like, Phew. I mean, then I was like, I can catch these guys. Like, I can definitely do it. Watching Joe do his thing, I was like, how crazy would it be if you know I played with him? Like I think I could play with him again. And in terms of both of you guys, I mean you're both you're both so young. You right. never, I mean this journey, mm-hmm. you don't know where it can take you. And I mean, no reason why. Maybe next year or six years from now, you guys are are either playing against each other or right. playing with each other, and that's yeah. That's kind of what independent baseball is. Yeah. That's another thing. Like you know, six years. You say like I told myself like I'm 25, turned 25 in December, and I was like if I. 35 and 10 years and I look back I'm like wow why didn't I just try it like you know I was young I could have done it then I would just you know hate myself for not at least just trying to get back on the dirt or the turf whatever it is yeah for sure and I mean what about you Cole I mean he's talking about that he's catching uh triple a guys you're a pitcher and you're pitching against these kind of guys and and competing with with these kind of pitchers as well I mean you have a roster spot for the last two years you were signed over some guys that have big league time what what is that what does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean last year when I came to High Point, I mean I'm pretty sure my first strikeout against the Dirty Birds was somebody who had played in the big leagues. And I mean that's so surreal. I mean you think about this as like when you're a little kid, you see some of these guys on TV and you're like I hope I get there one day. And I mean obviously this is on the way, but I mean seeing those guys and then being able to play against them is like 
it's crazy. So I mean, for both of you guys too, you guys kind of thrown into the fire here, yeah. coming out of college, and you know, if if both you guys were to be drafted, you're not facing guys like that at all. I mean, you're going to be thrown in extended or rookie ball, but which nothing wrong with that. Obviously, I mean, everybody wants that opportunity to be an affiliate ball, but you know, you you go from being undrafted, both of you, to basically going to what we call the 4A level between AAA and, and, and the big leagues. I mean, that's that's what this league is is all about. And not only are you guys, uh, you know, doing very well and, and you got a roster spot and you're signed and everything and, and you're competing, I mean, that's a huge jump. And no disrespect to, to the level of college that you guys were at. I mean, um, I know UNCW always puts up a, a great team. Um, and, you know, the way we found you, Colt, was literally by looking up numbers. And, and you know, the first thing that we saw was you know, we didn't know much about the University of Charleston, but we saw the record that you guys had and, and the numbers that you put up that year. I mean, video game numbers. Um, and it, it's just crazy how kind of that goes under the rug in a sense. And, yeah. and now you're here competing against this high-level baseball. Um, that just It just proves that you guys, both of you guys, belong. I mean, and now, especially if you guys get a, a full year of service time here in the Atlantic League, and you guys are more polished than any anybody that was drafted last year that sat in rookie ball and low A ball. Yeah. By by far. I mean, you guys can get picked up and put into double A, triple A baseball right now. Yeah. You get around guys who have real experience. I mean, there is so much that you can really improve on and really learn. And I mean, I can't wait for you to get experience that like firsthand. You got a little glimpse of it last year being in this locker room in a championship locker room. I man. thought I was a sponge last year, but I mean, right. getting into the real world, I was like, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> I worked thing. in a psychiatric hospital for eight months. Yeah, so. oh, yeah, no. <laughs> His stories are wild. That. <laughs> Crazy story. I mean, this, we're on a podcast, so give me uh, one of your craziest real world stories, please. Oh, my gosh. So I almost quit this night. I walked in. I'm working 12 hour shift 7p to 7a and they were like you're the only male staff hold on, hold on. you said 7p 7 p.m to 7 a.m is People that is that like a young person thing no I've that's like that the hospital life. terms hospital oh, terms. Right, so, oh wait so it's I'm too smart not, for I'm us not it's smart too smart enough. for us <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was a cool thing i didn't even know it was smart damn <laughs> so yeah so i walk in they're like you're the only male staff we have for night shift right now and we got a problem and i was like oh yeah so they go and give me the brief and they're like <laughs> We brought in this guy, and he was homeless, and they thought that he was, uh, I guess they were trying to go through the whole psychiatric eval phase, and he was just in full psychosis. And so so basically, he was he was masturbating in the hallways to the nurses. And I mean, that just sounds like every dude on the corner of the city. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds like a normal Monday afternoon yeah, to Anthony so, and I. <laughs> so, they say, you can't do that, and he gets mad. And he was like, I can do whatever I want. And uh, so he goes up to the nurse's station. There's this, like, big plexiglass window. He goes up and he drops his pants, turns around, and spreads his butt cheeks and presses his butthole right up on the window. <laughs> and I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I want to throw baseballs again. When I had first gotten to the hospital for my shift that night, I wrote my resignation letter up in the hospital that night. So I guess, I guess both of you guys had a little bit of a taste of, of the real world a little bit. Got more than a taste. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Colt, this is year two for now, now for you, right? Yeah. What's the difference between last year and this year? I'm so much more comfortable this year. I mean, coming straight out of college last year, I didn't know what to expect. I came in, I mean, my locker is like right next to Logan Morrison. I didn't know how to really <laughs> talk to that guy. I was like, oh, I have no idea how to interact with these people. And then, I mean, I was the youngest, I think, by seven and a half years on the Rockers. And then this year, I mean, there's some younger guys that has helped me mesh a lot more. So tell us a little bit about how I, I, I'm going to imagine, I don't know, but I'm going to imagine your last year at University of Charleston, you were just a dude. Yeah. You are the guy. Yeah. Right. And then you're coming into a clubhouse where – you're basically a nobody. Exactly. In a sense, a rookie. Yeah. Uh, in a in a veteran league, night and day kind of. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I know what's, what's that kind of like? I had. <laughs> I really. I didn't like. I said before. I had no idea what to expect. Um, my first experience was literally coming into the field, coming to the locker room, change, and then I got Adam Choplik right next to me, and I'm like, guy's massive. <laughs> like, I come out on the field to throw get absolutely screwed by the umpire and I was like okay so what am I getting myself into and we get on the bus and I have to sing karaoke yep <laughs> <laughs>
I'm talking about getting to play pro ball, I mean, we got to hear Cole's experience in pro ball. Zach, I mean, you got your first at bat tonight. Let's tell us a little bit about that, what you were thinking. So uh, on deck, I was sitting there, I was just like, okay, breathe, breathe, be calm. Like, we're getting the crap beat out of us. This at bat doesn't matter. Hold on, before, before you go into your at bat tonight, what was your thought process last night? Because you were left on deck. Yes, right. Uh, last so what, night. Was your heart beating faster last night or, or tonight? I think no, because tonight you knew you were going to get that at bat. Tonight, tonight I knew I was getting in. Last night it was beaten pretty quick, and then when there was two outs, I was kind of calming down. Like I obviously wanted to get in there, but uh, it was kind of quick. It ended up pretty quick. But I was the two-hole in the ninth tonight, and my heart was beating pretty fast. But on deck I did a really good job of just calming down feeling good mm-hmm. and when i stepped in the box i felt good i was i mean the lights I mean, are great you've been there. doing this your whole life yeah on, yeah minus a year and a half i've been doing it my whole life you, so, you don't know this yet but you're a professional now yeah no you that honestly it. that's weird as you say that because like uh the day i signed uh i was like okay well, you know i signed the paper cool and then i kind of sat in and i called my dad i was like yeah, I, I signed today he was like it's awesome like you're pro and i was like Wow, I guess I am. Like it's it's a weird feeling, but yeah, I, I, my job is a professional baseball player. So I, when I when I think about it like that, I just there's no reason to you know get anxious. But obviously, first time in there is going to happen. Uh, but in the box tonight, I just I just tried to get that fastball and I missed it. And then <laughs> and then after that, so it was, what's what's the one thing that your hitting coach told you in pro ball? Yeah, let's swing at the fastball and don't the, miss it. <laughs> don't miss the one pitch they get you because you ain't getting another yeah, one. Yeah, and I, you know, I, it, the, the ones that came in after looked like fastballs, and then they just disappeared. And, Ran away from it. Yeah, so I got a few things out of the way tonight for my first pro ball experience and career, the, the strikeout uh, and a sword. So uh, yeah, I definitely had to sheath that thing on the way back and the walk back. So let's talk about who you got to uh, strike out and sword against. I mean, Ryan Dull. Yeah, stud. I, I've heard he has a ball in the Hall of Fame and good stuff like that. And it's pretty. I was honored to strike out by him. You, you want to know something? You, you and I have something very similar that you don't know about. But Already. my first at bat in the Atlantic League, I struck out as well. <laughs> did you to sword? a long time big leaguer. But one thing that we don't have in common is that I did not sort. I definitely <laughs> sorted hard. <laughs> if I would have made contact with that last pitch, it probably would have went out of the infield, which is good for me. <laughs> well, see, like, that's what I get upset about. Because if I'd have hit the freaking fastball that I swung at first, I might have been jogging around the bases. <laughs> You know, I, it felt it felt like a really good swing, and I really was confident. I was like, "Oh, I missed it! All right, here we go." But uh, you know, but no, seriously, congratulations to you. Congratulations doesn't matter what the doesn't matter what the result was. You have a professional at bat, and that's in your baseball reference, and that's something that nobody could ever take away from you. And that is just that's awesome. Especially once you left school, you went into the real world, and yeah. that opportunity may have never happened for you. Yeah. So. You can never go on with life wondering what could have been. Yeah. Because you're here now. Right. Right. I mean, well, talking about you're here now, let's uh, kind of let you start us off with how did you how did you get here? What led you to get to Independent Base? So, uh, so I actually tried out for the Savannah Bananas. Okay. Yeah. My it just I had a bad taste in my mouth for how my career ended at UNCW, and I just wanted to have fun on the baseball field one more time. And I knew if I went to that tryout, I would. And it was an absolute blast. But uh, I got the invite to go there. I just barely didn't make it. They had somebody come back, and he said he wasn't. He came back. And uh, But I had a lot of guys there. They were like, so where do you play? And I was like, oh, no, I haven't played. Like, no, it's been about a year. And they are like, well, do you play any ball? I was like, no, I, haven't. I don't play baseball anymore. They are like, well, you should. And I was like, I'll think about it. And thought about it, talked to my dad about it. He saw Joseph Repost, sent my money into indie ball jobs, and – I was in Georgia for the tryout. Well, tell us a little bit about your experience at Georgia. Like, what was it like when you first got there? What were your thoughts? Were you ready? Were you nervous? So, uh, I really wasn't nervous uh, because I had been out of it. Uh, There's just, I was just appreciative to be on the baseball field and just to get to take BP, throw it around a little bit, try to throw it hard a second. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just knocked the rust off a little bit. But, um, you guys made it really, really easy to not be anxious. Like, so laid back, so smooth, and just listening to everybody talk to us at the beginning of the tryout was just, oh, these guys definitely got my back. Because I knew I had the skill. I knew it wasn't too far gone. I knew I could knock the rust off enough to be like, okay, these guys see me. They see what I can do. 
they're gonna help me get somewhere. So like that definitely helped me just be laid back and relaxed and not make the game that's really hard to play even harder. And I'm glad you're saying that, and I hope guys are listening to that. Um, I mean, when you were there, you couldn't tell me that you were out of the game for over a year. Appreciate it. No, I'm I, learning all this about you right now. Yeah, I graduated in 21, and that tryout was in February. <laughs> it is a tip of the hat to you guys, though, because I've always struggled for some reason uh, just with confidence in the game and just kind of always was like, wheels always turning. And for some reason when I was out there, I mean, I don't know if it was just because I was like, I have nothing to lose, so I'm just going to go out here and have fun. But you guys just made it really easy, and like, I've always been really appreciative. And the same thing with the Dirty Birds. Like, uh, Billy and Ant and everybody, they're just laid back and let us – I've always said – I said to my dad, they treat me like a pro, and I'm not even a pro yet. I am now. But I am because of that. So The way it looked at in our perspective when, when you signed up was – you know, Joe, he, he gave us the recommendation. And, you know, once you're in the Indie Ball Jobs family, you guys know what it's all about. You know what it takes in order to play at this level. Um, so when we have an Indie Ball Jobs guy uh, give a reference about somebody else, I mean, we're going to take that right super serious. Right. And uh, we don't have an ego in it in terms of Indie Ball Jobs. Um, obviously, it worked out that you went to Charleston where, where Anthony is the, the bench, yeah. bench coach. But... Uh, if you didn't go there, we were still we still believed in you to know that all right, we got to shop this kid around. Right. We got to get him a job because yeah. he can play. I definitely knew um, you guys would like. Uh, you know, when we had that phone call, I was throwing BP to my kids that I was coaching at the time, and uh, I remember you said, "Don't be discouraged if you don't make this club because it is you know it's a really good really good ball, and uh, we'll get you somewhere." And I was like, "Sounds good." Like, yeah, I mean, we we believed thing. in it. It's, I mean, Joe's been in it for two years now. If he's telling me that, hey, this dude can play at the indie ball level and give him a shot and all this, we're going to do everything we can. Yeah. We're going to make those phone calls. Uh, you know, majority of the time, people don't listen. You know, managers don't listen, and, and that's okay because they have their own teams, and, right. and, you know, they're in that position for a reason, and we can only give them a suggestion. Um, but the fact that, you know, shout-out to Billy Horn and, and, and believing in us and, and Anthony as well and allowing you – to get that opportunity for first spring training, which would have been, even if you didn't make the team, would have been a great opportunity for you in, right. in the first place. But, you know, that gave you that opportunity to, to show that you belong. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is what Indie Ball Jobs is about. And, um, you know, we're super proud of you. Appreciate you know, it. all of us are. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to watch. And, and uh, you know, now that I'm hearing the story about how you graduated from 21 in 21 and haven't even played, I mean, that, that, that's awesome. And that's, that's independent baseball number one, and that's indie ball jobs. And that's, sure. that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, same thing with Colt over there. And, you know, another opportunity that he got going to Charleston. And that was another spring training invite as well, um, which we gave him that kind of, kind of phone call, the same kind of phone call. Um, and, dude, you went up there and you shoved it and you, you made the team. It, freaking awesome. All out of the, the Georgia Pro Day and, you know, with all those guys, I mean, if we believe in you guys, we're going to make those phone calls. Mm -hmm. I mean, really quick, like, while we're here and while we have you, I mean, what, Cole, to you, what, what is Indie Ball Jobs? Like, what is that to you? I mean, the amount of effort that these guys have put in just to get me somewhere in the past few months is amazing. Like, I couldn't have asked for even a smeckle of that amount of effort. Like, smeckle. I don't know what kind of word it is. What a word. Smidge. Maybe that's what we could call your splitter because it's, it's like doing all sorts of weird stuff. Maybe it's just a smeckle. <laughs> it's like sliding, dropping, knuckling, all of the above. Doing smeckle. a smeckle of everything. Yeah, the Colt smeckle. Yeah, it's like the special Yeah, Zach, good luck catching that shit. Oh, but we've been working on it and I'm just like, dude, I'm just going to set up here and maybe it'll do what it's supposed to and sometimes it does. And then it's like, all of a sudden it's just sliding away again. I'm like, dude, I don't know how to catch this thing, man. My my advice, because I've I've caught him a lot, um, is close your eyes and just hope for the best. Right? Yeah, <laughs> just wear it off the chest. Maybe they'll swing at it and just hit. <laughs> I think we were looking at it the other day. The spin rate it was like two fifty. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. But yeah, when, when it, <laughs> it's not a lot. So when it comes to Colt, um, originally he didn't come to a showcase, and um, you know. 
for the High Point Rockers last year, we were kind of hurting on pitching, and you know we had a pretty good team coming in in the uh, beginning of the year, and you know guys got picked up, guys got hurt. I mean, we lost we lost about four starting pitchers in a matter of a week, and we were in Charleston, and we were in some serious panic mode. Uh, we didn't know what we were going to do, and this is my first year as a bench coach slash player procurement guy, and. Uh, I kind of felt like it was my job to find somebody, anybody, it didn't matter. Um, and for whatever reason, we, we went to Charleston a whole bunch of times, and, and every time we go in there, we pass the University of Charleston. I don't know anything about that school. I'm not from the area. I'm from the Northeast. I don't know anything about it. Um, so, I, you know, I try to think outside the box sometimes and um, figure, you know what, we're here. The college season kind of just ended, and I know they were going into – they were still going into regionals around that time or whatever the case was. So I look at the University of Charleston baseball um, page and I see that you guys had a crazy record. I mean, do you remember? What was your record last year? I have no idea. It was in the 40s. Though. Yeah, 40-something. Yeah. You know, I, I, I coached at the Division II level, so I understand that when you have a good Division II program, that's some good baseball, man, and you would find some hidden gems in there for sure. Absolutely. Um, so I'm like, all right, these guys are legit. Now let me look at their numbers and let me see if there's a name in there that kind of, you know, stands out. And every pitching number, it was just Colt Webb, Colt Webb, Colt Webb, Colt Webb, Colt Webb. So I look at our manager, Jamie, and I'm like, hey, there's something to be said about this kid. And, you know, we, we are a little bit desperate. No offense, Colt. We were desperate. That's fair. Um, <laughs> And I'm like, this, these numbers play, man. I don't, I don't care what level it is. And, you know, Division Two is some good baseball, man. If they have that kind of record, and this kid is putting up some crazy, I mean, video game numbers, he deserves a chance. He deserves a chance at the next level. Running into Tyler Blum, where, when he was in Charleston, knowing that he's from the Virginia area, uh, and he played Division Two baseball in Virginia, around the same time, and I said, hey, do you know anything about University of Charleston, their coach? Do you know this kid, Colt Webb? And he was like, yeah, I've heard of him. Um, I know the, the coach. I said, great, get me his number or the coach's number. I don't care. Somebody's number. Get me somebody's number. We're going to sign this kid just on his numbers. And, you know, this is kind of like the independent family, whether it's indie ball jobs or whatever. I mean, we all, in the independent baseball world, we kind of all trying to help each other. So even though Blum was on the other side, he understood that hey we need yeah. we need some help and you know it's an opportunity for somebody else just like himself he was a division two kid as well so yeah, we got his number and we called his coach and you know a bunch of phone calls and you know we were able to make it happen and there you were as a pro and um you know you, you did get screwed your first outing in charleston but then your first start you shoved it i mean you you showed that you belonged and um, obviously, you struggled a little bit uh, the next couple times out, but we also took into consideration the amount of innings that you pitched last year in college. <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 92 innings in college. and then <laughs> You know, we, we understood that as well. Um, yeah. You had some cra crazy amount of innings, and, and we, we saw it. And, you know, we had to send you home. You went home. Yeah. Um, you got to rest. Got to work in the psych ward. Um, <laughs> Nate got to work in the psych ward. And, See uh, someone spread the cheeks. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but we didn't forget about you. You're still in our plans no matter what. And, uh, you know, texted you in the off season, found out you were working out and lost all this weight, which you did. And here you are in Charleston to start the season. I mean, completely different from last year. And now you, you're you a pro. You're, you're a professional baseball player. I didn't team. think it was going to happen yeah. again. Honestly, I kind of like. It was just like, this is my life. I'm working in the psych ward. <laughs> I gave up for a little bit. I mean, I didn't know if that text was ever going to come. And you were also in construction, right? Yeah, I worked construction while I was training. <laughs> I mean, but those are all the, you know, even though now you're a pro again and, and you know, you kind of, you're going to stay a pro, just know that you're going to work some crazy off-season jobs. Yeah, both I'm of you guys. For it. I'm ready for I it. I mean, some crazy ones. I know Anthony's got crazy stories. I have crazy stories. Uh, about off-season jobs, but you take anything that, that comes to you just to make some extra money in independent baseball. And once again, that's independent baseball. Let's ask Zach. Which any ball jobs do you, man? Uh, I think family has to be a word that's thrown in there. Like, immediately you guys took me in. Like I said, at the camp, before the camp even started, I was like, okay, these guys are going to get me somewhere. 
and like I, reliable I guess like it's just I went in there not knowing and I came out like okay I think I did enough and honestly I thought I was kind of mediocre at the camp but like you guys kind of knew my situation had it been a little bit and I still was confident that I was going to sign somewhere whether it was Atlantic League or literally anywhere where they played baseball so uh, family and just reliable that's just the uh, indie ball jobs for me and you guys, both you guys are at the highest level of independent baseball. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It doesn't cool. get any it's higher cool. than this one. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, that's kind of like something I've always tried to explain to people when I talk about any ball jobs. Like, this is a family. Like, this is something that I've become a part of, and now I've been allowed to kind of, out, like, out and express it and, like, show it to people, like, bring other people on and let them talk about, like, their journeys. Like, you guys coming to talk on this, it shows, like, how we are a team. Like, this is, like, an organization. Like, we call, like, it alumni is, like, no, we didn't graduate college, but we did get sent off from here, like, type deal. Like, it's, you are a part of this. You always will be a part of this. Like, no official contract was signed, but you showed, well, excuse me, no official contract was signed to Indie Ball Jobs, but y'all trust us enough, and no matter what it is, like, you guys come back to Indie Ball Jobs because, like you said, we're family and we're reliable. I mean, it's really what it is. Like, this is an amazing opportunity. I mean, I tell them. I literally think they've heard me say this amazing opportunity over 100 times now, and I'm going to say it probably 100 times more to them. Like, I, I can't be more grateful for what they've done to me. I mean, it's awesome to watch, like, them bringing y'all in and getting to watch you. Like, you take your first at-bat was sick. Like, that was awesome. I'm so sick to see. And just watching it grow and kind of being, like, a little bit of behind the scenes now is crazy. Like, the amount of work they do put in, I mean, I'm going to say it. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. They put a lot of work, a time. Well, that is what they said at the camp, too. It was like, you guys have done your job. You've come out here, performed your two days, and showed us what you got. Now let us do our job and get you signed somewhere. And that's literally exactly what happened. Yeah, right. They've been through it. Just do your job, and they'll do theirs, and they'll do the best they can, and they are the best at doing their job. We've kind of made our, our, our home Georgia a little bit. You know, we, we've done some good stuff in Georgia, and, and the talent level down there is, is crazy, and, and those showcases have, have just grown and grown and grown. Um, and, I mean, the three of you guys that are sitting here went to that showcase. I know, Blum, you were at the first one. That's where you got signed. But uh, for Blum, I mean, you all we did was ask you to, you know, we like, we like to, to have an alumni at each, at each showcase. Whether they went to that showcase or not, just any kind of alumni to, to go there and, and talk to the guys and kind of keep them loose in a sense. And, you know, you know, showcases can be pretty tense in a sense when you see a lot of competition and a lot of guys and, you don't know what to expect, and we always want to have an alumni there to kind of just, you know, you, you are one of them. You've been there. Um, and the idea with Ublum was literally just to bring you to the showcase, and that was kind of going to be the end of it. You were going to be the catcher at High Point, and, you know, we were going to grow our relationship through that. But, uh, you know, we, we thought we had a photographer lined up for the last showcase that you guys were at. So for Blum, obviously it was just you know just to be the alumni presence and and show up and and just be one of the guys. But um, you know we had a photographer lined up and it just didn't work out and we're kind of in scramble mode at that point. I mean we're literally a couple days out and I figured ah you know maybe I'll just get Blum to walk around with my GoPro and take some pictures and you know he'll be the quote-unquote photographer he did a great job out of nowhere he, he tells me oh well my dad's a photographer and i like the media stuff and this and that and blah blah, blah. and we're like all right we would you know see what you can do and i mean what a great i mean the content that we got that was the best content that we got out of any showcase and and here you are now is i mean right away i mean boom media guy and you know what a podcast like this just i hope guys are listening to to the story of Colt Webb and, and Zachary Bridges and, and, you know, guys that are in JUCO right now or in college right now. And if you're listening, I mean, come out to a showcase, man. If you're not, if you're not drafted and, and, and you believe that you can play pro ball and you want to prove it, I mean, come out. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You really never know what's going to happen. And, and if you have the talent, you have to have the talent. And if you have it and we see it, we're going to do everything we can to get you signed. And, and there's no ego about that. We don't charge you extra for any of that stuff. It's just getting the guys that opportunity that Anthony and I never had. Indie Ball Jobs has done a great job with, with a lot of guys. And, you know, High Point Rockers have brought in a lot of Indie Ball Jobs uh, guys. But without Anthony, I mean, he's given you guys such a tremendous opportunity. I mean, 
Um, probably the Rockers have the most indie ball jobs signings. I, I'd say Charleston definitely has the second most, and that is all credit to Anthony and pushing everybody's name and being involved in each showcase and having his eyes on you guys and just fighting for you guys, knowing that he's in there and he's a player procurement guy and he knows what the team needs and um, he'll fill those needs with any ball jobs guys. And that's kind of the small circle that, that we're in. Um, so I'm going to let him jump on this podcast as well. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it uh, as I am not your coach. So um, once I get off this microphone, um, you know, I hope we uh, beat the shit out of you guys tomorrow. Ant, now now that we have you in, uh, thank you, Bert, for joining us. And uh, Ant, welcome to it. Thank you. Um, welcome back to it, as I should say. Appreciate it. Um, with you being such a big part of indie ball jobs and getting to not only watch them grow, but kind of like coach them a little bit, what has that experience been like for you? I don't think I'm as much a big part of it. I just saw what he was doing and wanted to be a part of it because uh, he was d- taking care of players. Uh, much like me and him they didn't really have an opportunity and didn't have a, a place to go or anybody to call to kind of lean on so um, when he started this up I just I had to jump on board so um, to be able to be part of his creation his vision um, it means the world because now we get to do these showcases and now we get to give guys opportunities that maybe not may not get them so uh, for me um, more of an honor than anything else and I get to do something with my best friend and you know it's it's growing and uh, we don't have an ego in this and we truly care about the guys that come through our, our showcases or we truly care about the guys that we find randomly through college and try to give him an opportunity and he's in the right place at the right time you know for location um, that's a lot of the things that I look at and I just say these are things that selfishly I could say I wish I had you know what I mean when I was playing because I, I've always, I've always looked at this game through a player's eyes, not much so much of a coach, and so you're a little bit egocentric. Like you, you worry about yourself. You do what you got to do. You try to get to the next level no matter what you do. And now to be able to kind of give back is much more rewarding than anything I think I've done as a player. Baseball is a privilege because it is so much of a part of you. And you, like you guys were saying earlier, you guys played your whole life and then you go in the real world and you're like, this is not it. And I did the same thing. And I did it for, for a while, for eight years. And I was miserable in eight years. I went to the professional side of life and to the real side of life where I was just like, this sucks. And like, Zach, what you're saying, like, I wish I was at baseball practice right now. Yeah. That That's really where um, I come from on this. So to be able to give back to guys coming up and try to find opportunities and put people you know, put players in front of the right people, you know, and they hopefully show up and have a good showcase. Like, it's just, you know, you got to you gotta thank Albert all the time on this. Like, he had the vision for it. Just happy to be a part of it. I mean, it's something that kind of really helped me last year, like, for these two, like, with you all being young as well. Something for me that really helped me grow in independent baseball was indie ball jobs. Like, we kind of talked earlier, like, it was a family. And for me last year, my first year in the Atlantic League, it was stressful, man. And it was extremely hard. Like, a lot of new talent was around me. Not new talent. Old talent was around me, but was new to me. And something that really helped me out a lot, it was every day that I was able to be in touch, like, with Bert or with Ant. Like, I talked to Ant every single day I was in the locker room. Like, I was calling him at night. Like, the amount of times Ant and I talked and had just mental conversations, like, how can I improve my mental game in baseball, it was, I mean, every single day. Like, anytime I got the chance to come in town, like, with Bert and talk, like, go out with them, super helpful like that I was like hey man like I don't know what's going on in the locker room I don't understand this and I would just listen to what they had to say in return and it helped me out a lot and so this year like for y'all this is I kind of noticed like for you guys to have Ant like right there for you to help out and have the touch like with Bert if you ever have any questions or anything like how helpful is that for y'all yeah well like Joseph Johnson he literally told me like when I signed here or when I got the invite he was like dude stay in Ant's pocket because he's going to be able to help you with anything you yeah. need. And it's, I mean, I feel like that's pretty much what I've done. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and that's uh, appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we, I, like I said earlier, you and Billy just laid back, cool guys, treating me like a pro before I was a pro. And, like, that just helps me perform, like, better. I, will, I appreciate that. And uh, I've, I've got a couple things for both of you guys. And I'm a guy like Tyler coming in last year, um, I was in his shoes. So, you know, and one of the things that Bert – 
always tells everybody our showcases is, you know, I feel like we have our own, uh, you know, very similar but very different in our outlook and, and these young guys that come to our showcases and different pieces of advice. Bird always tells everybody, we're you. We've been in your shoes. We're taking bullets with you. We're doing everything that we can do. And the other thing about it, too, is I look at it as you're young, you're coming in, you're going to get an opportunity. Let me just give you a piece of advice that piggybacks off that because once you get there, you need somebody to kind of teach you as you go. But that is true. You know, it's, you know, Bert has so much experience at the professional level and he's got so much experience moving guys and he doesn't miss when it comes to players. The biggest thing that I have from my professional career, my experience, and I try to bring as a coach is I've, and I just told Bert this, you know, 10 minutes ago, I am still at the point where I still see things through a player's eyes. I was obsessed with being a professional baseball player. I was obsessed with having feel. I was obsessed with doing the right things. I was obsessed with being a sponge. I was obsessed with being the guy that was a good teammate. I was obsessed with a guy that was also they, my teammates look at me and be like, there's something wrong with him. You know, so what I try to what I try to bring the guys and, and back to Tyler's point, uh, Tyler was in my ear all last year, you know, always asking questions. And I love that because I had to learn. You know, I, when I was a rookie at one point, there's certain ways you go about things and certain ways you do things. So any advice I could give to a young kid coming in that's super helpful because a lot of times and I had and I had a lot of great people uh, when I played that would let me know either the, the easy way or the hard way. And I like to take a guy that's kind of new to a, a different level and just kind of give him the do's and the don'ts and the unwritten stuff. And um, that's what I like to try to bring to our guys that come in. So when we have young guys like Tyler that was I said just come to me with anything if you if you know the answer just double check because you know you always want to you always want to make a good first impression so um, I always appreciate Tyler you know kind of picking my brain at the end of the day so but we are we are those guys you know we we are we're in the line of fire with you guys you know we've been where you've been you know we've we've been places where maybe less opportunities so we truly care about making sure that Everybody that has a talent and everybody that does things the right way gets an opportunity. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's kind of something that, like, any ball jobs, like, something we were kind of talking about earlier when we took that little break is, like, you do have to show up to these events and really kind of show out. Like, it is, it's very important to showcase yourself. And we kind of talked about it a lot in the first, um, first episode is you are your own business in this. I mean, that got told to me by my first manager in pro ball in, that's something that stuck with me. That's something that has always been like the work that I put in is the work that I'm going to get out. Like, because don't get me wrong. I love where I'm at in baseball right now, but my goal is to go to better places. Right. And so what I look at is, well, I'm my own business. So I'm going to put more work, more money, more time into my business to make it better looking, to make it more appealing, whatever it is, that's the time and effort that I'll put in to get back. And so when the affiliated teams come and watch me, it's like, oh, this guy, this guy has it. This guy has been working hard. He knows what to work for. And that was given to me because of the opportunity of indie ball jobs. That was given to me because of independent baseball. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like something we, you and I were talking about earlier, a lot of you, you thought it was older guys just coming to play baseball here. So uh, I've told this to a couple guys out here. They're like, I was like, man, independent ball is literally, like, I, I apologize to independent ball because I thought it was just guys who just couldn't hang it up, just, you know, trying to get back somewhere. I didn't realize it was all these major leaguers, triple-A guys, double-A guys, single-A guys, high, what I just named every league, like, you know, <laughs> like level. It's insane how many, how much talent comes through here. And I, I literally was like, I apologize because I had no idea that's, that's – And it's not only those guys in affiliated ball. We have guys that have been playing overseas in Japan, right. Taiwan, Mexico, the Dominican. They're playing winter league balls. I mean, we have heroes in different countries over here playing in this league, trying to fight to get out of their leagues to get here in the States just to play in independent baseball because that's how big and how legit the talent is here and how good the game is and how much it has really grown. Like, the Atlantic League, independent baseball, the Frontier League, Pioneer League, the I mean, those leagues are legit leagues. This is the American Association. There are dudes in this league. And, and if you don't put in... Like, what these other guys are, like, I was kind of explaining to you guys earlier. Like, I, my background is a little bit different, so I don't have to exactly support 
as much as what other guys do. So like when I'm in stepping in the box, I know that that guy on the mound is trying to support his family with the money that he's making here. And so, I mean, you know, it, it's a doggy dog world here. I wouldn't have learned that if it wasn't for any ball jobs and being able to talk with Ant and being able to talk with Bert and being able to talk to the guys that are surrounded me by. And not only those two, it has allowed me to talk with Jamie Keith. I mean, Frank Viola, like and so many big names that they've let me feed and get information to help build my business and help me grow myself. And so it's not so much the guys are, like you said, not not guys hanging on that can't hang it up, but there's guys that this is, a, it is our way of life for all of us. It's real talent. It's real talent. Yeah. And it's real passion too, because, hey, does everybody want to be independent baseball? No. You know, they want to be in the affiliated ball. Every guy that either steps on a mound or takes the field in general, they're fighting for their life. You're getting their their fire, their passion, which gets put out and it gets extinguished a lot through affiliated ball. You guys will, I mean, uh, Cole, you've been around for you know two years now. You'll start to see guys, you know, they're a little salty, but when they come to independent baseball, they get to be baseball players again, mm-hmm. and they kind of find that passion, that love again, and then they start teaching a young guy, and then they start being a little bit more loose and relaxed, and they start doing things that they're like, oh, this is how I have fun again. Yeah. I believe that independent ball for players, coaches, because I'm one of them, obviously, but it allows you to find that that same little that little flame that you had burning inside you the whole time. Now it ignites you even more. You know, yeah, we all want to get to the show. Everybody does. But now you're in a position where you get to have fun, you get to be yourself. And I appreciate what you said about me and Billy, too. We, we just let you guys be you, and you're going to go succeed and fail on your own terms because it's your career. Mm-hmm. It's not our career. We can put you in a position. You know, we give you an opportunity to go out and, and throw or we get you behind the plate or get you in that bat here and there. And if whatever you do with it, you do with it. So, and, and credit to you guys, you've capitalized on the opportunities that were given to you. So, independent baseball, which, and there's a lot of misconception. You guys talked about it through this whole podcast. There's just misconception about it, but it really brings people back to, I still got it, or I could have fun doing this, or I, I, I'm still competitive, or... I'm going to, or, hey, this is my first shot. It's going to lead to something else. Mm-hmm. So independent baseball is the the most beautiful part about professional baseball. I think it's funny you brought up the whole things being salty with, like, different guys and stuff. Billy came down into the the spring training and in the clubhouse, and he was like, I know you guys don't want to be here, and I know he can probably attest to me. But I was like... I do. <laughs> I was like, I really, really, really I do. Like, I, I want to be here. I, I really love being here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, I had the same thought when he said that. I was like, I was like, actually, if it wasn't for this, I don't know where the hell I am. Yeah, I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah. in the psych ward again, dude. I, <laughs> I want to be here. Yeah, I've had so many people say, I like, don't want buttholes in my face. Yeah. 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 Now you like, got everybody else's butthole in your face, but that's part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. don't turn to the left or right. Someone's bending over in front of you. Yeah. They'll tell you, like, it's a grind. It's a long season. The bus rides. I'm like, Give me all of it. I love like, it. Yeah, I, I want it. I like, want it. I'd rather be doing this than moving freaking furniture every single day and asking, is this where you want it? Is this, is this, is this rug where you want it Don't before I start to put this. all the... Don't ugly. scratch my floor. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, we had this guy tell us one time, be careful. Leather scratches easy. He's like, no shit, dude. Like, of course, of course, leather scratches easy. Welcome to your off season, yeah, man. Yeah. No, I'm probably going to be back. Shout out to Southern Moving and Storage. I love you guys. Shout out. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I'm ready for the grind. Like, I want the grind. I wouldn't be here if uh, we wouldn't be here if we didn't want the grind. Yeah. Like, you and know. The grind is, this grind is going to teach you. Because one finally day, getting paid to grind. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. True. The grind is, you know, you're, you're being paid to be a professional baseball player. And the, the grind is what kind of teaches you life lessons. Um, when I first was in professional baseball from 2009 to 2012, it prepared me to go into the business world. And then when I became an adult and, you know, settled down and, and got a career, I had, there was a lot of things I had to shed from the baseball world because you could be very loose-lipped in professional baseball. Yeah. It's, it's a doggy doll world, like, like Tyler said. Um, but you learn a, another aspect of life. And what, for me, what made me uh, a, a good baseball player and what made me a good teammate made me a good employee. What I learned on the other side of it in terms of running a business or or being in business or having to consistently have to um, perform and keep up with numbers in sales 
it teaches you how to navigate a lot of things off the field. So now coming back into professional baseball, for now this is my second year back in, in professional baseball, what I learned in that in that life has now prepared me to give you guys wisdom and not only teach you what you should do in the clubhouse and on the field, but also what you should do off the field and give you a little, and you guys are much younger than me, so to be able to impart life wisdom and just to be able to do it because I care about you guys, and it's not just you guys, it's everybody, you know, whether they're an indie ball jobs guy or not, to be able to give some kind of a piece of advice to help guys navigate the way to do things, the right way to go about things, the wrong way to go about things, whatever it may be. Every every bit of this grind that you're experiencing and you're going to experience for a while, hopefully it's a long time, when you finally decide to step away from baseball, you're going to be well prepared to step into the real life. And you guys have already been there. But but that's that's part of the grind, and you've got to love that grind. And we talked about it in a podcast around before. you just got to love that grind. you got to love starving, and you got to love being able to, you know, be on very little sleep and still perform and do your job. So... Colt, uh, we were, you know, we went through his his process coming out of college. Bert found him at University of Charleston. He goes and pitches, tired as hell, from from dominating college, and he gets his first taste of professional baseball. But when he, the difference I noticed in Colt, and I didn't really get to spend enough time around him as much as obviously as Bert, because he signed the high point. He doesn't give one Go ahead. hoot. You can say it. You can say <laughs> he doesn't it. give one. F- <laughs> that was perfect. That was beautiful. That was on. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I know what to do here. You know, he, it, it's a maturity level now. So, like, he came out of college. He, you know, he said it early. Didn't know what to expect. Wasn't really sure what he's supposed to be doing. Like, he came in. He threw. We called him on a whim. I was in the office when, when High Point signed him because he's an in-ball jobs guy, and we're all in there. And we texted his coach, called his coach, called him. And he came in, and he did well for High Point. And now he's got another year. He's got a year under his belt, and he's got another year to build off of that. And conversation that he and I had in spring training, I told him, I said, hey, man, just be you and just shove every time you get on the mound. He goes, oh, I'm going to fucking shove it. Don't you worry about that. That's a different Colt Webb than came into professional baseball. That is a guy that he went from a D2 school, had great numbers, very successful, got a taste of professional baseball, and literally came into spring training and shoved, and that split is nasty. I still go in that bat, by the way. Uh, but that's all I kept telling him. Like, what, what can you tell a guy that, you know, he's a spring training invite, and you just tell him, hey, just go do you and be you. Because he's a, you, obviously, Colt, you're a great guy. I mean, you come in there and you just be like, just do you, be the same good dude you are. But when you get on the mound, just nobody else matters but your career. And you you, you got to be hungry for that. And, and that's what he was. And then you showed up in spring training and he dealt. And those are things, you know, those are things that separate guys that can handle the grind and handle the pressure because there's a lot of pressure because your job is on the line every single day. And and Cole did a great job with it, and he's still doing a great job. Um, how was it throwing those banana balls, though? Terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Those are the worst baseballs I've ever thrown <laughs> in my life. <laughs> they're Super Bowls. They were slick. Yeah, they're very slick. Yeah. Very slick. But, again, he still went in against Savannah, shoved against Savannah, Prove the fact that he need, that he had the mindset for this, that he was going to do whatever it took to, to, you know, to put on a show for us to be like, we got to keep him. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a cutthroat business. So, you know, Colt had a different mindset coming in this camp. He's been awesome. Boys love him. And and same thing with Zach. You know, talking about personality, Zach. We got when you know, they're both at the Georgia showcase. But one of the things that attracted me to Bridges so much was a dude he was he hold on me. wait a minute was it the cowboy boots and the sweatpants <laughs> <laughs> so definitely the cowboy boots which he wore they made me taller <laughs> which he wore to spring training which i asked him to do and he did it That's good feel 100 percent um but one of the things that kind of stood in in this and this is if i could say anything about an independent ball this is how sometimes things work because you have to have talent yes but you also have to be a good person you have to be a good dude you have to have a lot of feel and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was the second or third round of BP, and uh, you weren't hitting it. You weren't hitting it good. You weren't swinging it good, and it had been a while. Yeah. But he comes out of the cage, he goes, yeah, putting on a show today, boys. And I yeah. I cracked up. I laughed for 35 minutes. I think I had squared up. Like, I was hitting it hard, but, you know, <laughs> pull hard line drive ground ball straight to, like, the third base every single time. I just kind of looked back. I was like, tag on, I'm putting on a show today, fellas. <laughs> Do it, laugh my ass off. Yeah. I'm like, this kid's got such a great yeah. feel. And you could tell, because there's a lot of pressure going to showcases, because you have to have it that day. 
You have to. And, you know, if you don't have it that day, there's something that you have that we can see. They'll be like, all right, there's something there, and you can work with it. But for him to just be as loose and calm and cool, and he just came out, he made everybody laugh. He had everybody behind the cage laughing. I was like, that kid's got good feel. I don't know what the hell he could do behind the plate. And then he gets behind the plate, and he's got an absolute chooch. I went, oh, my God, this dude catches and throws. And indie ball jobs, we say it all the time, we do not miss on catchers. Clearly, we have two of them here. Um, so, you know, it's 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 more so having the talent in there and it's and it's being a good person and doing the right thing, having a lot of feel. And, you know, when it, when Colt takes him out and he shoves, it, it's I pay extra attention, you know. And when he shoves, it's like, that a boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you coming up for your first professional at bat, I'm like, oh, man. Can, Hit the fastball. Let's go, kid. You know what I mean? It's like, but it's a proud moment because, you know, yeah, you're our guys, you're indie ball job guys, but you're also – you're also guys getting a shot that I don't know, maybe you wouldn't have gotten. But to see but to see somebody take their first professional bat, to see somebody that had a year and then come back, make another team, do really, really well, be universally loved. Both of you are universally loved. The coaching staff loves you. It's it's a very proud moment to sit back there if I'm coaching first base or if I'm in the dugout and I see you guys do your thing. And like you guys were saying earlier, like Bert said, you know, how do you miss on these guys? You're you're pitching against Bert said it 4A talent. It's big leaguers. It's AAA guys. It's prospects. It's everything else included. And you're going to get indie ball. You're going to get everything. But more often than not, you're going to get a former big leaguer. You're going to get a former AAA guy. You're going to get a former prospect. And when you guys compete with them, and you prove that you belong. So you know we we have guys spread out through independent ball and. When a guy gets signed or a guy gets an opportunity, whether it's a spring training invite or a contract, whatever the case may be, um, I know Bert, uh, again, I don't want to speak for him, but I, I think I could probably say this. But when we look back, you know, living with Bert for the offseason and guys would get signed or guys get an opportunity, how fired up we would be in his living room that somebody just got one shot. We're, we're in the business of trying to get guys opportunities, and he got an opportunity and ran with it. So, and you two guys, especially being here in Charleston, you guys have an opportunity now to do something. And and you're always kind of, you know, I used to look at it when I was playing as like I'm playing for the next year. And I never really stopped to smell the roses, but smell them a little bit. But also keep that dog in you and that fight in you to like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna play again next year. I'm going to pitch somewhere. I'm going to catch somewhere. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get another opportunity somewhere. And with indie ball jobs, you know, I, I know you guys have, have said it, but um, – we do try to work as hard as possible to make sure that guys get an opportunity somewhere. I I, I watch you two guys and, and Terry Fuller too. Like um, when you guys come in and, and you do well, especially when, you know Terry went yard and he got a double off of, uh, one of our best pitchers and you know Zach going back to uh, <laughs> the Georgia showcase couldn't hit a cow's ass with a telephone pole. <laughs> but here he is. He shows up to spring training. He goes yard off the scoreboard in Charleston in, in left center field. He goes yard in BP. Guys get guys get amped. Like we have vets that like when he takes BP and all of a sudden now he's in the swing of things and he's back to being a ball player and he's back to getting. He's like he's got his feel. He starts putting on a show in BP. He's in the third group and you got guys you know. They're just like they're screaming after he hits. I'm like that, and you know, again, being a proud. It does, it does feel good. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty, sick. It's just like to be like back in that team atmosphere. Is like it's just BP, man. These runs don't count. Like, but you blast one, it hits something, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Like, and you, feels and, good. It and does. you got guys that were just in the big leagues being right. like, that's some good juice right there. Even just hitting off the tee with them, it's like well, it's Bobby Bradley. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's and, cranking and, balls in major leagues, and I'm feeding them on the tee right now. And those he's are feeding th- me. Yeah, and those things are the things I try to impart too. When you get an opportunity, because being hitting coach, a lot of it is just, um, in my opinion. Just my opinion, so all you gurus don't yell at me. When you get a chance to work with somebody that's been there, done it, got the T-shirt, and is doing it all over again, and you get a chance, and I'm sure it's on the pitching side. I know I don't spend a lot of time with it. I have a lot of more. I have a lot more fun with the pitchers because you guys are grade A fucking a good time. Um, but when you get a chance to learn under guys that have been there, to be a sponge and and to gain their respect out of the work that you put in, and when you execute. That is so much part. It's it's bigger. It's probably bigger 
we see it, it's 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 a big deal. You might not see it as a big deal because it's a teammate or whatever, but like when you start learning under guys, you, you just go and you get the respect from your peers, that's the most important thing for me. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. And I think that we, I mean, we've gotten a bunch out of y'all tonight. I mean, I can't thank y'all enough for coming in here and starting to like share a little bit of you guys' story and kind of experience about with any ball jobs, man. I mean, just kind of getting the just shoot from seeing you guys at camp and kind of like knowing who you were and helping like for me it's awesome like to see you like you came up to me and like you shook my hand right away and that was like a huge impact to me and like for that I'll always remember you always remember that and that's seeing you take your first at bat was huge man I mean seeing you come out and like like and like you was saying earlier he wishes he had this type of help that any ball jobs is given and I mean now that we're able to give those opportunities to other people and kind of bring you guys on I mean Thank you guys so much for coming on and joining us here. I mean, thank you for having us. Thanks yeah, for being an absolute blast. Thanks for being a couple of dudes, by the way. I can't thank y'all enough for coming in. I can't thank y'all enough for listening in and joining in with us and any ball jobs. Um, stay tuned. We're going to keep bringing more podcasts out as we go on, getting more people on and sharing their journeys. Um, thank y'all for joining and have a great night.